guys and welcome to this review roundup on Get A Life Podcast, aka Gout. For those of you who don't know, we cover a lot of games from Japanese games all the way to your larger third-party titles as well. So the AAA games and the like. Today we're going to be covering some hardware peripherals, mainly controllers, keyboards and a mouse as well. And some headsets. So first half of this review roundup, we're going to be talking about the wonderful controllers from Geotech. And then after the break, we'll be talking about some products from Razer. Big shout out to obviously Geotech who sent us the controllers and to Razer who's sent us some of the products. Some products I actually purchased myself because I do enjoy Razer products but some of them we were sent by Razer. So before we get into it just want to give a shout out to our sponsors Crunchyroll, Japan Crate and JList. As always you can support us through our sponsors if you go to getalifepodcast.com forward slash sponsors all of our sponsored links will be there. In addition to that if you really want to support what we do make sure you join our Patreon in which you get early access to episodes as well as ad-free content for only £5 a month. And that's on all of our podcasts. Or you can support us by giving us a tip on coffee. So the first item that we actually have here for review is we've got two Geotech controllers. So big thanks to Bope and Geotech who actually sent us these controllers. They sent us one controller for the Nintendo Switch, which is a Geotech WX4 Premium Wireless Controller. It's such a weird name, but it is basically an alternative to the Switch Pro controller. Uh, in addition to that, they sent us the Geotech VX4 PS4 controller. The prices of these controllers, and they are quite similar controllers, to be honest with you. The prices of these controllers, I believe the WX4, for, which is the switch controller retails for around 20 pounds depending on where you're buying them from if you're buying from argos it's 25 buying it from game it's around 20 and similar sort of prices you can find for the vx4 which is the ps4 controller from around 25 to 30 British pound. So let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into it. The first controller I have here, actually I have it in my hand, is the Geotech WX4. And to be honest with you, I love this controller. And people are like, well, it's a 25 pound controller, Bish. Why do you love it so much? I like it because it has a nice grip in the hand. It has like a nice feel in the hand. I know it's a lighter controller, but a lot of people tend to shit on controllers for being a lot lighter. Uh, to be honest with you, I prefer lighter controllers. And you're like, what? It might be a bit difficult. I, I feel like I have weak wrists sometimes. I'm getting old and so I find that these lighter controllers are a lot easier to, to hold if that makes sense and I feel that some people who may have difficulties in holding controllers maybe due to some disabilities or if they're children they may enjoy this type of controller and actually I enjoy it as well because it's got the standard Xbox layout in fact it is very reminiscent to an Xbox One controller in terms of design. It does have your standard USB. I believe this is a micro USB port. I would have liked to have seen a USB-C just because the other Switch controllers on the market, even the relatively cheaper ones, tend to have a USB-C port. But I imagine, you know, that would cost money, would drive up the cost a little bit. But it's got all the features that you expect to see. You got your two analog sticks in that sort of Xbox format. They are concave sticks, which is obviously what I prefer. They tend to be better for like shooters and stuff like that. Although you're not really going to be playing a shooter on the Switch. You got a D-pad as well, which is your classic look of D-pad. I don't really know what to say about this. I have others to say about the VX4. Not as much to say about this. You've got your plus and minus buttons for Switch. You got your home button as well as that as your screenshot button as well. So this is made for the Switch in mind, although you can use this on other consoles, including the PlayStation 3. And that's what's the most exciting thing about it. I'll get into that in a bit. The one that I have is a sort of, I thought originally it was like a um, Minecraft style, but it's not. I think it is reminiscent more of Animal Crossing. 
Crossing, which is good. And this is another controller that I tend to use for Animal Crossing. Uh, reason being is because you have your turbo modes and you also have a um, paddle at the back and they make it a lot easier. For example, if I want to skip dialogue in Animal Crossing instead of just pressing A or B, I'm using this back paddle and you can set them quite easily. There's a switch at the back in which you can set which buttons you want those two back paddles to be. That tends to be a more premium feature and I'm surprised that it actually made its way into this controller, but it is a nice feature nevertheless. The triggers aren't anything to, you know, cry home about. They, they're basic triggers. They feel pretty basic, pretty cheap. Same with the shoulder buttons. But to be honest with you, I'm a big fan of the face buttons. Like I said, you've got that classic Xbox layout, although I think obviously it's modified for the Switch. X, A, B, Y. It's following the Xbox color scheme. I will say that, for example, the X is the same color as the Y button on the Xbox. The B is the same color as the um, A button on the Xbox. Of course, it is modified for the Switch. So it is using the Switch layout. It's just using the color scheme of the Xbox buttons, which is a bit odd now that I think about it. Um, maybe they should have changed it a little bit or maybe not even have these color layouts because I remember back in the day with the Xbox 360 controllers, the reason why they had the color layout is that a lot of prompts on the screen would have those colors. So then you can easily just know which buttons to press, especially a lot of people are coming from the PlayStation, etc., or other controllers. This is not necessary. The, the colors are not necessary it is a nice feature but you could have easily gone with just your standard white lettering on the face button but hey ho i guess uh, it might have been the case that they had some stock for these buttons specifically but they made a choice to use the xbox layout so maybe they didn't have the stock and they just made this specifically i don't know i'm not sure but like i said it is a nice controller for me personally i like the sound of the buttons here I own a pro controller. I will say this, the pro controller for me seems a bit too mushy. It feels like there's a lot of travel for the pro controllers. This feels like a standard, you know, not an Xbox 360 controller. I would say maybe like a PlayStation 3 controller in the sense that there isn't much travel to actually get down and hit that button on the face buttons, which is amazing for games like Dynasty Warriors or Samurai Warriors or any hack and slash where you need to basically mash the buttons in a quick fashion. I'm not sure how they are in terms of fighting games because I don't actually own many fighting games on the switch but i have tried this with dynasty warriors i have tried this with samurai warriors it is a perfect controller for your hack and slash game uh, especially at the price that it's at it also has a lot of support that you wouldn't expect especially this controller is quite light but it has quite a beefy vibration it doesn't have the you know the switch special vibrations i can't remember the name of it but it doesn't have any of that which is to be expected you don't really expect any sort of controller other than joy cons or pro controllers to have them speaking of the joy cons one of the reasons why i like using this controller because I don't like the Pro Controller, but also I hate using the Joy-Cons. I own four Joy-Cons, uh, so two left and two right Joy-Cons, but I tend to use them only for Mario Party and nothing else. I've been using this controller mainly for Bayonetta and for Dynasty Warriors and games like that, and it is fantastic. Like I said, even if this controller does break, it is still, you know, it's 20 pounds at the end of the day. You can just buy yourself a new one. If you're that kind of person that likes to smash controllers, I don't know why you would like to do that, but if you're one of those people, probably buy yourself a couple of these controllers. That being said, they are quite well built yes they are made out of cheap plastic the buttons tend to be clicky i do enjoy that i like that sound so i don't mind it as much and it does actually use it does sync to the switch quite easily uh you don't need a third party dongle previously on the switch because of my hatred for the pro controller i was using my 8-bit do or 8-bit do adapter uh with a playstation 4 dualshock 4 and you know what I've stopped using that now and I've started using this. This is my main controller for the Switch now. Take that as it may. I mean, take that however you take it. This is actually one of my favorite controllers for the Switch. 
In addition to that, I did mention it had PlayStation 3 support because you can sync this up to a PlayStation 3. And you're like, what? Why would you want to do that? Personally, I enjoy that. I think I, I feel that I'm one of the only people that still play their PlayStation 3, mainly for some excellent titles like your old PlayStation 2 titles that you download. So your emulated titles, as well as games like Dynasty Warriors Gundam. For some reason, that game has never made it to the PS4. But yeah, I play a lot of Dynasty Warriors Gundam on the PlayStation 3 from time to time, as well as the old Dynasty Warriors games like Dynasty Warriors 4, Dynasty Warriors 5, etc. and Kessen. So for me, this controller is easy to sync on the PlayStation 3. You might be thinking, well, why don't you just use a DualShock 4 on your PlayStation 3? And you can do that. The only thing that I've noticed with a DualShock 4 is that it doesn't allow you to press the home button on the DualShock 4. It does not work. And I don't know why Sony hasn't patched that in. So it makes it incredibly difficult to switch between games, especially if you're going into PlayStation 2 emulation for games that you do own on the PlayStation 3. But this has the full functionality of a PlayStation 3 controller, and it is fantastic. This is also one of my favorite controllers to use on the PlayStation 3. And you might be wondering, well, Bish, why don't you use a DualShock 3? The reason is the DualShock 3 tends to be a lot smaller. Uh, I have huge hands, and I find that, yes, this is quite a small controller, but it is bigger than the DualShock 3. And I have issues with my DualShock 3, uh, mainly the battery. Also, the fact that to charge it, you need mini USB, which is such a pain in the ass. Find cables for and to actually properly charge them. Uh, this is micro USB. A lot of phones still use micro USB for charging. A lot of budget phones. You can find the cables a lot easier because even the PS4 controller uses that same type of charging. So it is pretty, pretty simple and easy. So my final verdict on this controller, should you buy it? Yes. If you're looking for a second controller, definitely buy this. But also if you're looking for a cheaper alternative to your Switch Pro controller, if you don't like the way the Pro controller feels, definitely get this controller. If you don't have any other controllers lying around, if you don't have an 8-bit do adapter, the cheaper alternative will, would be to buy an 8-bit do adapter and use a PS4 controller. But for a dedicated Switch solution, and especially if you already own a PlayStation 3, pick this up because it is a fantastic little controller now onto the vx4 controller which like i said you can find online for around 25 to 30 pounds at the time of recording and it is for the ps4 the ps4 slim ps4 pro i don't know why they mention that in the marketing material that is for all of the ps4 models you would assume that it would work for all of them and it's also working on the PC. Well, that one actually comes in a few other colors, black, silver, which looks beautiful. I didn't get the silver one. I just got this, the, the plain black one, blue and red. The silver looks fantastic though. I, I wish I got the silver one for review, but, oh, and also camouflage colors, which I, I never understood that. But yeah, it's got Bluetooth because this is the wireless version, as you can imagine. It's got your traditional PlayStation layout. I don't know why that is a selling feature, to be honest with you. You would assume it would have the PlayStation layout on there. They don't actually have the, buttons specifically it's weird because the square it looks like an i the x obviously looks like an x circle kind of looks like a circle and the triangle looks like a like a hit marker in a call of duty game so i'm guessing because they probably don't have the license for the playstation sacred symbols that's probably why they did that and to be honest with you if they did it would probably bring up the price of this controller a little bit um, because licensing does cost money in terms of the feel of the controller i do prefer the uh, wx4 over the VX4. It feels like a very sort of generic controller, as you can imagine. It does actually have the touchpad, which is makes sense. I would understand why it would have the touchpad, but I don't think it's there really as a touchpad. I, I don't think, I, I haven't tried it in any games that actually require, because not many games do require the touchpad as a touch input. I don't think it does actually support the touchpad for touch input. So if you're playing games like Project Diva, any of the Hatsune Miku games or anything like that, I don't think this will work with that. 
However, all of the other buttons work. The touchpad does work as a dedicated button. So if you're playing games like Samurai Warriors or games like that in which you use it for the menu, then yes, it does work in that sense. You also have your 3.5 millimeter jack. So you can listen through your uh, for you can listen to your game through the headphone jack and also you can use it as microphone jack as well. Your sticks are pretty similar to the other one. They are a little bit wider although they are your standard PlayStation layout. The D-pad, I, I would say, is a bit mushy. It's not as clicky as the WX4, but that might be something that you're into. I'm personally, I don't like it. I don't like the design of it. In fact, I don't like the design of the controller. I think for me, the WX4 is a better controller in terms of design. But if you're looking for something for the PlayStation, then yeah, probably this is something that you could go for. Like I said, it's a pretty similar controller to the WX4. Uh, mind you, you can only use it on the PlayStation 4 and on the PC. Although I did try it with an 8-bit do adapter and you're like, bish, what the lawyer? No, why would you do that? I did that because I thought, okay, well, it is five pounds more and you get to use it on the PlayStation 4 and on the PC. So you could probably also use this on the Switch and you can. I did use this with an 8-bit do adapter. It's not something that is recommended, but I managed to do it. So I use an 8-bit do adapter on the Switch and you can use it on there. And once again, it's, it's a great controller to use for your hack and slash games, for your Dynasty Warriors, for your Bayonetta games, for One Chambara. I tried with that as well. It is a fantastic budget controller. Although I will say this at 30 pounds i think it's priced a bit too much um i'm looking at argos on the website now you could buy a brand new dualshock 4 for 50 so is this worth it at 30 probably not i think maybe save up a little bit more and buy yourself a dualshock just because you have a touchpad, a proper touchpad on there. Once again, you do have your back paddles. If you are playing games like COD or anything like that, then yeah, they might be useful to you. But for me, specifically when I'm playing Dynasty Warriors, the back paddles aren't as useful. They were useful on the uh, WX4 only because if you're playing a game like Animal Crossing where you need to skip some stuff really quickly, you could do that. I'd imagine if you are playing like visual novels, that back paddle might be very useful. For longer gaming sessions, I find that this controller isn't as comfortable as the WX4 x4 or in fact as the dualshock which i get it i don't really like the design as much as the wx4 for that controller i would say yeah if you need a second controller if you need a second controller then yeah maybe go for it but at the end of the day i think you can find a lot cheaper for playstation because there's a lot of other controllers that you can find for the playstation with similar functionality and some with working touchpads that don't just work as a button for a lot cheaper as well so yeah oh another thing that i might mention actually and some people will be like well this isn't necessarily recommended but what you can do if you are someone who likes to build their own controllers or like to tinker a lot with controllers that controller i haven't opened it up but i will say it could be a controller that you can use to build a fight stick a lot of people that i see can either build fight sticks from actual um there's actual motherboards for fight sticks and they are they can be quite expensive almost as expensive as a dualshock 4 but you could take this apart and then probably wire some sanwa buttons to it and build yourself a fight stick for really cheap so if you're into that possibly use this controller for that especially because it is ps4 and pc if you're thinking about getting this as your main playstation 4 controller please don't mainly consider this as a second controller for a second player. Uh, you know, if someone's coming over to your house to play a couple of games, possibly offer them this controller if you don't want them to use your DualShock or potentially using it, breaking it down, using it for a switch. If you're using an 8-bit do adapter, using it to build a fight stick. That being said, we're just going to be going on a little bit of an ad break and we are going to be talking about the Razer products. So yeah, stick around for that.
This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people at JList. JList brings you the latest anime and otaku goods from Japan directly, whether that's anime, manga, cosplay, import game, visual novels. JList has got you covered. Learn more at getlifepodcast.com forward slash JList and remember to use our link and the code GALP for 5% off on all purchases on JList that's including pre-orders. Remember getlifepodcast.com forward slash JList. Thank you very much JList for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the podcast. You're like, oh my God, Bish, what are you talking about? Well, basically we started off a Patreon page and a coffee page. So go to patreon.com forward slash getlifepodcast and pledge five pounds a month, not including VAT. You get early access on all of our Galp content. That's Kunai, Galp and Umai. Although we won't be able to do it for review roundups because of embargoes and stuff. And also you get ad free content on all the episodes. So if you're listening to this obviously you're not subscribed on patreon please do and if you're thinking oh well bish i really want to support the podcast but i can't you know do monthly payments or whatever then maybe consider supporting us on coffee as well so that is ko-fi.com forward slash get a live podcast and consider giving us a tip buying us a coffee if you will and hopefully that will help us to grow the podcast it will help us to do this full time because ultimately that's really what we want to do i'm being honest with you guys when you support us directly through patreon or coffee it really does help us out a lot and i do appreciate it so thank you hopefully you might consider that is patreon.com forward slash get life podcast or ko-fi.com forward slash get life podcast thank you and back onto the episode Okay, we are back and we've got some awesome Razer products to talk about. So thanks to Razer for sending us these products. Just so you guys know, Razer did send me these products, but I have been purchasing my own Razer products. In addition to that, I'm a big fan of Razer. Uh, that's just me. Uh, that is just me. I've bought a lot of Razer products in the past, but I'm thankful to Razer for sending us these. Razer actually sent over a few products, which I'm going to talk about now. The Sonosa V2, the Kraken Stormtrooper Edition, which I'm actually wearing right now, and the Gigantus. Is it is it Gigantus? or Gigantus V2. I think they sent me something else. I'm trying to remember what else they sent me. Razer also sent the Razer Kraken X and yeah, we'll talk about it. So the first product that we've actually got from Razer and actually I would say, honestly, the most exciting product that we received is the Razer Sinosa V2. This is actually the UK uh, keyboard layout and it is a membrane gaming keyboard and you're like, oh, this, membrane. You know what? I've used a lot of keyboards in my time and I've used a lot of cheaper keyboards, but I actually prefer this one. And I've used more expensive keyboards as well, including some keyboards in the Razer lineup, including the Huntsman, etc. But I actually think this is my favorite Razer keyboard for a few reasons. This keyboard is quite cheap. It's retailing at £60 on the Razer website. You can find it cheaper elsewhere. It's got some really nice features, specifically for me. It's got some individually backlit gaming keys. It's powered by Razer Chroma RGB. I think this is one of the main reasons that I enjoy this because of the RGB and fully programmable keys. I'll see if you can try and hear it. Uh, the keys, they feel quite nice. They are quite clicky. Even even though that it is a membrane keyboard, it does still feel like a mechanical keyboard. Don't ask how that's real. Don't ask how that is a thing. 
but it is because it is a membrane keyboard this keyboard is durable more so uh, it's, it's quite a very strong body it is made out of plastic of course but there isn't much flex in the keyboard which you really wouldn't expect it to be but at the same time you can spill a, a drink or two on this and it wouldn't affect the day-to-day -day. i don't i wouldn't recommend it but i have you know spilled a glass of water on it and i was still able to use this um very easily it also at the back has some really nice cable routing options which is really good especially if you've got a lot of cables and on the right side it's a full-size keyboard so you've got your function keys on the top your full-size uk qwerty layout uh, your wasd keys and your arrow keys as well as a full number pad and dedicated media keys so for me would i say it's for the gamers possibly i think if you're on a budget and you really want to get into some light pc gaming yes but if you're someone that is a content creator whether you're a streamer whether you are a podcaster like me or a youtuber the fact that you have fully programmable keys using razor synapse is unbelievable because you can set macros like for example on my number pad i've set macros for editing uh, you know i press two and it opens up twitter i press three and it applies filters and stuff in photoshop there's a lot you can do the possibilities are endless and that's what i love about this keyboard and let's really talk about the synapse software because to be honest with you this is one of the reasons to purchase this when you go into your chroma effects you have so many options in terms of changing what rgb you want setting it to certain zones you know setting it to cycle and it's fantastic and that's one of my reasons that I enjoy it as well. I paired this keyboard up with the Razer Basilisk I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It is the Razer Basilisk and that one I actually purchased myself. I went to game and I bought it and I love it as well. I'm not doing a review on it, but I actually do love the combination only because with Razer Synapse, you can program the keys on the mouse as well. And like, I've never heard of that before and it is fantastic. Also, you can put multiple profiles on here. Same as with the keyboard. If you're going anywhere else, you just log into Razer Synapse and it will remember it and just bam, done. That is what I like about Razer's products. The fact that you have that option that is through software to do a lot. Uh, within Synapse. Well, this isn't a review of Synapse. This is a review of the keyboard. It's very comfortable to type on. It's very nice in terms of the height. And I do feel as though I can get a lot more done with this. Before I even got my PC, I was using a MacBook. And I will say I tried this with a MacBook. It works, but obviously Synapse is not available um, on Mac OS, unfortunately. So you really can't get most out of it. There are third party apps that basically simulate Synapse, but I wouldn't recommend them because they can, you know, be a bit dodgy. You have like basic functionality in terms of RGB when you're using it on a MacBook. If you're using it on Mac OS, it's not really intended for it. It's mainly intended for Windows and using it on Windows is fantastic. I love this. This is actually one of my favorite keyboards. Like I said, I own quite a lot of keyboards, some Razer keyboards. One thing that I think is pretty cool, which is something that is a feature of Razer Chroma RGB, is that you can get dynamic lighting effects that are integrated into many games. Okay, that being said, there is other Razer products that we have as well. The ones that I'm using at the moment is the Razer Krakens, one of my favorite headphones ever. I don't think you can buy these ones anymore. Razer just sent them to me. They are the Stormtrooper edition. The difference between this and the other Razer Krakens is just mainly the colorways and the design for it. It does have a full Stormtrooper design on it. It's got your Stormtrooper on the ear cup and it says Star Wars on the headband. But if we're going to be comparing it to your regular Razer Kraken, it's basically your standard Razer Kraken. It retails for around £80. You can find them cheaper and I have found them cheaper. I've been to Costco and they retail for around £50 to £60 at Costco if you are a Costco member. What I love about these headphones is that they've got a really nice clamping force and they're 
they're very comfortable. The cushions are very plush, but they also have this gel on there that's like a cooling gel inside so that your ears don't overheat, which I will say, especially if you're going through a long streaming session or a long gaming session, it is needed. It's got thicker headbands for padding. And yeah, it's got a really nice, powerful sound. One thing that I love about it as well is that you've got your dedicated buttons. Obviously, Razer in the box, they give you an adapter so that you can use line in uh, if you are using it on PC or you can use it on your phone or on your PS4 or PS5. Yeah, you can also use it on your Xbox and of course on your phones. That's why I've been using it a lot for. Uh, you've got a retractable mic. One thing that I did notice is that the mic doesn't mute at least on phones and stuff, when you retract it, it would have been a nice feature to have that in there. Although there is a dedicated mute switch actually, as well as a volume knob for you to increase the volume or mute yourself if you're in a meeting, etc. It is nice though that you can extend out the mic, especially if you're streaming. I don't personally use this microphone for uh, recording the podcast, although I would use it, it's quite decent. I would use it in a pinch because sometimes I've noticed that my mics uh, from other manufacturers aren't really cutting it. I will use this in a pinch. You will also see me using this in the Japan crate unboxing videos so if you want to hear how that microphone sounds in an untreated environment you can listen to the japan crate videos because i plug it into my phone and it records superbly like i said i can't say more about it it's got that cooling gel layer memory foam that's really nice heat transfer fabric which basically provides heat transfer with faster sweat evaporation and a cardioid mic which is something i would say if you're listening to the microphone i would say it's comparable to the blue i wouldn't say the blue yeti i would say something comparable to the blue snowball which is fantastic considering that is it is a very small microphone so yeah it says on the website that it's compatible with pc mac xbox one ps4 nintendo switch i didn't know that but it's it's also compatible with the ps5 that's something that they need to change on their website it is a fantastic gaming headset there's a lot of accessories for it as well like the cute little kitty cat ears it's unfortunate they weren't existing at the time razor sent me these uh, which is bad i mean i really would have liked to have those kitty cat ears maybe you could have seen me stream during that with those cat ears uh razor if you are listening please send me those cat ears or at least you know what i hate i hate saying this if you're not going to send me the cat ears if you don't have the cat ears send me the krakens with the cat ears built on i would love that i would genuinely love it thank you razor i love you guys another thing is for 80 pounds it's a decent price although like i said you can find it cheaper if you go to costco although i did notice costco only has green in stock so if you're not like into green then probably you wouldn't like it green for 60 pounds oh that's decent that's great i would pay that money for the next microphone that was given to us was the Razer Kraken X, which is your multi-platform wired gaming headset. It's a lot cheaper than the Razer Kraken. It's retailing on Razer's website for £50 sterling. It's got some really nice features on it though. You still have plush memory foam cushions. Of course, you don't have the gel pad. It's got a really nice clamping force as well and soft head pad banning. It's got a retractable mic as well as a dedicated mute button and your controls instead of on the cable, it's on the headset itself. So it's a lot easier, especially if you're streaming, bam, you just hit the microphone, a little button on there and it will just mute your mic, which is incredibly convenient. It is a lot lighter, as you can imagine, at 250 grams. I don't think you can get lighter than that, to be honest with you. It's got 7.1 surround sound. When you buy these headsets, it does come in a box with some uh, surround sound software that you can download. Personally, for this, I don't tend to use this as my um, gaming mic. I do use it to listen to music. And you're like, what? Or if I'm editing the podcast. Just because, for me, they're like my studio monitors. Just because of the fact that they are light, I don't use them for gaming. I use them mainly for just listening and editing to the podcast. The sound is superb on there as well. To be honest, 
honest with you, I think Razer, they know what they're doing with headsets and I really do trust them. The fact that it is quite light does make it, you know, a lot easier if you are going to be gaming for quite a long time. Personally, like I said, I don't use it for gaming. I do use it for editing. So if you are someone that edits content, audio, etc., this might be something for you, especially at that budget for £50. It's decent. I imagine that you can find it cheaper elsewhere if you check on Amazon or other retailers. I haven't seen this at Costco, but if you are a, a regular Costco user, purchaser, and you want to get yourself a Razer headset for cheap, then probably go for the normal Kraken because you get a lot more features for the price that you'll be paying at Costco. I know I'm talking a lot about Costco, but I love Costco, so and you guys know that anyway. So I recommend both of those um, headsets, to be honest with you. Another item that they did send me, and I think the final item, I'm trying to remember, was that the final item? Let me check. Razer sent me quite a bit, so it's the Gigantus. Gigantus or Gigantus? I don't know. Big Chungus. Ah, that's a dead meme. Let's not talk about Big Chungus. But yeah, it is a soft gaming mouse pad with a textured microweave cloth surface. Okay, I'll be honest with you. It's quite a nice mouse pad. You can get them in all different sizes. I will say I've got the medium size which is actually good for my desk I don't need anything bigger than that and in fact I used a really small generic mouse pads in the past and it's nice it feels quite nice it doesn't feel cheap and to be honest with you for 10 pounds I think this is the best it gets for the medium size you can go for like a huge desk pad that will cost you 50 but the large it's 14 pounds and the XL or double XL is 30 so across the board you're not going to see much of a difference it doesn't dip it doesn't bend you're getting a really nice flat surface a very uniform surface on this mouse pad which is very useful if you are playing at games or if you're playing competitively or anything like that bear in mind I don't like playing on PC that much other than your visual novels which you really don't need that much accuracy but it is nice to have I actually use this for work as well surprisingly I do take this to work I have a second one for work and one for podcast so it is a fantastic little mouse pad especially for a tenor for the medium size and the medium is quite large it's it's larger than your generic sort of office mouse pad and you know it's decent one thing that I, I really want to talk about which Razer didn't mention originally because I don't think this was something that they offered when they sent it is that you can actually get the mouse pad custom made and what do I mean by that so they actually have some custom on their website so if you are buying this from Razer mind you the prices that I'm giving you guys are the prices on the Razer website so you can go onto your Razer website you go to the Gigantus or Gigantus bit click on customs and then you click on mats and you can select different designs from different games as Cyberpunk, Overwatch, Gears of War designs as well, Heroes of the Storm there's a lot of different designs there's esports designs I'm guessing for different teams let's actually see them yes there are different teams if you want to support a particular team on esports influencer designs as well artists so there's actually a dead mouse one there's some community designs as well or you can create your own which i think is pretty cool okay the medium when you're doing your own create your own one it is 19 pounds but it's still nice i mean you can create your own i'm actually going through this for the first time on the website there's a lot of different color options and i think you can also oh you can change how the middle looks i don't know why you'd want to do that and you can put like different patterns on it oh, okay there's some really nice patterns on there you can move them around you can make your own sort of designs yeah i went through the customization i would have liked to have seen like your own sort of personalized designs like if 
if they gave you a template and then you can go in and just get them to print something. But I understand the reason they don't do that, mainly because some people would put some obscene things on there or anything that's copyrighted or anything like that. But I would have liked to have seen that, the ability to upload your own designs on there. Similar to how you get your own designs on like credit cards and debit cards nowadays. I would have liked to have seen that. But yeah, that being said, I mean, for £10, it's a fantastic mouse pad there as well. And you know what? We're going to go on a little bit of an ad break and then we're going to talk about a bonus item and you're like, whoa, bish, really? No, we're not actually going to be talking about a bonus item. I'm just going to put a little bit of an ad break at the end just because I have got to do that and we'll kind of round it off in terms of the review roundup. See you on the other side. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Crunchyroll. Go and check them out at getlifepodcast.com forward slash Crunchyroll for a 14-day free trial of Crunchyroll premium service that means anime without ads 1080p hd you can watch it on all your favorite devices your tvs your phones whatever even if you want to watch it on your chromecast you can as well that's amazing go and check them out 14 day free trial got the most diverse collection of anime and manga on the internet so go and check them out it's a no-brainer lads getlifepodcast.com forward slash crunchyroll thank you crunchyroll for sponsoring this episode of the podcast this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by the lovely people at Japan Crate. Japan Crate offers a unique experience of Japan through monthly crates filled with candy. And who doesn't love candy, right? Japan Crate brings you a delicious selection of snacks every month. You can check it out on our YouTube channel. Learn more at getlifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Remember, use the code GALP for $3 off on new subscriptions. So getlifepodcast.com forward slash Japan Crate. Use the code GALP for $3 off. And if you want to check out what snacks that you get in the crates, go and check out our YouTube channels. Links will be in the description. So go and check them out. Thank you, Japan Crate, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Okay, ooh, ooh, ooh. got a frog in my throat there. We are back for the final segment of the review roundup, which is basically what I think, what I think you guys should get if you are thinking about getting them. I really did enjoy the Razer Sinosa. That was actually one of my favorite items from here, especially if you pair it with a Razer mouse, it's fantastic. Like I said, for me, Razer excels in their software and it works really well with their hardware. I know a lot of people tend to like stay away from Razer. I like them, I enjoy them. And I think they're relatively priced. I mean, in the past, I've used a lot of their products. Headsets, I've used their cameras before, their webcams and i've used uh, their microphones the razor siren originally when they originally launched the siren that's i was on there early i don't have one now i'm afraid i go through microphones really quickly they break a lot on me as you can imagine this one blue yeah he's breaking on me as well but yeah that being said i really did enjoy the razor products but also one of the highlights for me from this review roundup was the wx4 the geotech controller if you really need a switch controller go for this it's reasonably priced and it feels great and it's got all the features that you would like apart from Amiibo support, but I don't see any other controllers that support Amiibo officially that aren't a Nintendo product. So these are fantastic, so get them while you can. While stocks last, you can get them at Argus and at Amazon. I don't put affiliate links in the bottom, so if you do want to support the podcast, support us through our sponsors, Japan Crate, Crunchyroll, and JList. In addition to that, you can support us directly on Patreon in which you get ad-free content and early access, as well as supporting us on Coffee. If you do that, 
you pledge, I think it's like three pounds if you pledge. I think we get like two pounds fifty because of fees and stuff. But if you do support us that way, it does help us to buy more products for review, buy games for review, and also to upgrade our our microphones because at the moment we go through microphones pretty quickly. So yeah, other than that, we'll see you guys on the flip side. I wanted to do this review roundup just to get these out of the way, these hardware pieces. If you did like the hardware review roundup, tell me. We'll do more of them. If you didn't, tell me. We'll do less of them, I guess. Next time we have an episode, we're going to be talking about Saints Row the Third and also the new Saints Row game that's coming out. And we'll be having that discussion with Jacob. So yeah, bye.